0: Good morning, family. Today is the third Sunday of Easter. Easter isn't over. Easter is not just one day. It's a season of the Christian calendar that stretches from Resurrection Day to Pentecost. So this morning, let's look at the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. It's the story of Jesus meeting two of his disciples on the road to Emmaus. Hear the word of the Lord. That same day, Sunday, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles out of Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking of Jesus' death, when suddenly Jesus himself came along and joined them and began walking beside them. But they didn't recognize him, for God kept them from it. "'You seem to be in a deep discussion about something,' he said. "'What are you so concerned about?' They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. And one of them, Cleopas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about the terrible things that happened there last week. What things, Jesus asked? The things that happened to Jesus, the man from Nazareth, they said. He was a prophet who did incredible miracles and was a mighty teacher highly regarded by both God and man. But the chief priests and our religious leaders arrested him and handed him over to the Roman government to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had thought he was the glorious Messiah and that he had come to rescue Israel. And now, besides all this, which happened three days ago, Some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning and came back with an amazing report that his body was missing and that they had seen some angels there who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough, Jesus' body was gone, just as the women had said. Then Jesus said to them, "'You are such foolish, foolish people.'" You find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted by the prophets that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his time of glory? Then Jesus quoted them passage after passage from the writings of the prophets, beginning with the book of Genesis, and going right on through the scriptures, explaining what the passages meant what they said about himself. By this time they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus would have gone on, but they begged him to stay the night with them as it was getting late. So he went home with them. As they sat down to eat, he asked God's blessing on the food and then took a small loaf of bread and broke it and was passing it over to them when suddenly It was as though their eyes were opened, they recognized him, and at that moment, he disappeared. They began telling each other how their hearts had felt strangely warm as he talked with them and explained the scriptures during the walk down the road. Within the hour, they were on their way back to Jerusalem, where the eleven disciples and the other followers of Jesus greeted them with these words, The Lord has really risen. He appeared to Peter. Then the two from Emmaus told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road, and how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, Thanks be to God. According to the text, after Jesus was crucified, Two disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus. They were shocked because they believed that Jesus died, leaving them alone in this world. They never, ever expected to see him alive again. But as they were talking about what had happened, Jesus himself joined them on the road. But the person they met was not the same physical Jesus that they knew before. Instead, it was the Christ of God, known only by divine self-revelation. At first, they didn't recognize him. Jesus spoke to them about what was on their hearts. He listened to their hopes and dreams for their Savior. He heard their hope for the salvation of Israel. He felt their disappointment in the loss of their teacher. And he listened to the uncertainties of the women who were at the grave as to whether the story was true or not. They weren't sure if the buried body of Jesus had really been taken away. They didn't know what to believe. So Jesus interpreted the Bible for them. And as the day was coming to an end, they finally reached the town of Emmaus. The two disciples invited Jesus to stay with them. They sat together at the table, and that's when Jesus took some bread, broke it, and gave it to them. And somehow, in that moment, they recognized him. In the breaking of the bread, they realized that it was Jesus. And then... Just like that, he vanished from their view. The two disciples rushed to Jerusalem to tell their friends what happened. They described their journey on the road and how they recognized Jesus when he shared bread with them. Now, the story of Jesus' interaction with these disciples on the way to Emmaus is one of revelation and concealment. The two disciples initially were not aware that the risen Jesus was walking with them. They didn't notice him until the breaking of the bread. And just when they believed they could cling to his presence, he disappeared. In the last two millennia, not much has changed. We still come into contact with God without realizing it. We still see God in the blessed and broken bread, and we still try to comprehend a God who seems to vanish. Today, some 2,000 years later, God has not changed. God still meets us on the road of life. Whether we are aware of it or not, God travels with us. Whether we believe in God or not, whether we are faithful to him or not, God is always there. God is always with us. God is always present. So let's not make the mistake of believing that having a Christian faith and being a disciple is about having God present. Because God is always present. The gift of faith, then, is the ability to recognize God's presence. It's about allowing God's presence to influence and direct our lives. So then, how is God revealed to us? Well, God shows himself to us in things like scripture reading and prayer, right? We see him in the sacraments like Holy Communion and Baptism. God reveals himself to us in nature, doesn't he? We recognize him through the love and care of friends. Without these gifts given to us by God, we cannot see him or recognize him. Just the other day, I read where St. Francis considered nature to be a mirror of God's presence. Every plant, every animal, every person was a reminder to him of God's grace and presence in his life. And it's through these avenues, we sometimes call them means of grace, God comes to us on his terms, revealing himself and giving us his gifts. Now the same God who makes himself known to us through the breaking of the bread also disappears, doesn't he? He seems to vanish from time to time. We don't control, and we certainly don't own, the God who is revealed to us in Jesus. We cannot and we should not attempt to possess him, right? Instead, God's eternal and life-giving presence perpetually possesses us. We can be absolutely certain that Jesus is still with us, even 2,000 years later. God is with us even as our days end and night falls. And God invites us to see his presence in our midst because he walks with us and he talks with us on the pathways of our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle Father, we need your guidance and comfort as we journey through life. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we may find ourselves lost and overwhelmed by the challenges and uncertainties that we face. We may struggle to make sense of our circumstances and seek answers to our questions. But just as Jesus walked with the disciples on their journey, we trust that you walk with us every step. Of the way you never leave us nor forsake us you are always ready to listen to our cries and you always bring us comfort Lord open our eyes just as you did for the disciples to recognize your presence in our lives help us to see you to see how you are working behind the scenes even when we may not understand or perceive it give us the faith to trust in your wisdom and plan, even when it may seem beyond our comprehension. Just as you revealed yourself to the disciples in the breaking of bread, we pray that you would reveal yourself to us in our daily lives. Help us to see your grace, your love, and your mercies anew every day. Give us the strength to keep pressing on, knowing that you are with us, guiding us, and leading us on the right path. Lord, we pray for a heart that burns within us, just like the disciples' hearts burned with excitement and joy as they realized that they were in the presence of Jesus himself. Ignite our hearts with a renewed passion for you and for your kingdom. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we may be bold witnesses of your love and grace to those around us. Finally, Lord, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who conquered death and rose again. May his resurrection power continue to transform our lives and give us hope, knowing that we serve a risen Savior who is alive and active in our midst. You made us out of love, and you created us to love. So help us to love others. Others who don't look like us, others who don't vote like us, others who don't believe like us, others who don't speak like us, others who might not do anything the way that we do. Help us to love no matter what. And now, using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, as always, thank you for joining me today. I really do hope these words were helpful to you. If they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and benefit from these messages. By the way... If you have a need or a prayer request, please leave a message in the comment section and then be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Now this week, your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what, right? Remember, with Jesus, we always, always always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen.